0: Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast, featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. So listening to that song, initially I was drawn to it because it's going up to the mountain and the story of discouragement. So I want you to picture with me, it's back in the 1800s and President Thomas Jefferson has sent commissioned um, Captain Meriwether Lewis to go find where the Missouri connects to the Pacific Ocean. So he and his partner, Clark, are on their journey. And they have been going for a very long time, I think something like seven months. And they have spent the last month porting there are canoes around this huge waterfall. How many of you have floated the river here in town and had to carry your raft over to McKay Park? You remember how heavy those rafts can feel? Well, these were canoes, and they carried them for a month. But it was worth it because they had a mission. They had a mission to find where the Missouri connected to the Pacific Ocean so that there was a crossing across the country that would allow the United States to be prosperous. And it would be the fulfillment of dreams of multiple countries who had been trying to find this passage. And Meriwether Lewis had come to the spot where the Missouri comes out of the ground and he's drinking from the cool water and he's saying oh, it's all been worth it because right over the hill I'm going to see that river that takes me right to the Pacific <laughs> well, most of you know enough geography to know that as he got over that hill he didn't see that river that he could put his canoe in and canoe down the mountain oh no he saw the Rockies, the most terrible sight one of them talked about. And the Rockies went on and on and on forever. When we set out with a mission to do something, we don't have a guarantee of what's around the bend. And conventional thinking doesn't necessarily inform us of what it will be. The conventional thinking of the time was that the geography of the West was just like the geography of the East. They were mirror images of one another. It so happened that the Indians... That these explorers had met had mentioned the fact that there were mountains ahead. <laughs> Has anybody ever warned you about something and you're like, da 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 da? It was kind of like that because it didn't fit into their paradigm of what they were expecting. And so they just canceled out that noise and kept focusing on what they wanted to find. So why am I telling you this? We are in a process of change right now as a community, but our world is in a process of bigger change, way bigger than just moving from one building to another. We are in a place in terms of spirituality where the old model is dying do you know i i was reading in this one book that up to 1500 actually more than 1500 a month ministers are bailing on their jobs 1500 a month why are they doing that? Because the model that they learned is in seminary. And, and this is, the book that I was reading this from is called Canoeing the Mountain. And it's a book on Christian leadership. So it's talking about Christian churches in general. But the model that they learned in the seminary was the people are going to come. And all you have to do is minister to them pastorally and, you know, give a sermon and run the church. There wasn't anything about where do you get those people because they're just coming in the door because that's what happens. It's written into our constitution, so to speak. There was a time, and maybe in some places there still is, where if you weren't at church on Sunday, your boss would be asking you about it. Well, where were you? That is the culture we are coming out of. Maybe not you personally. Maybe that wasn't your thing growing up. But as a country, that is the culture we're coming out of. In more conservative parts of our country, that's still more prevalent But the number of nuns and duns, which is how people feel about going to church, no religious affiliation, or done with that, that is the growing population. So we, as a spiritual community, are not in the business of filling our seats. It feels better, when the seats are full because there's more energy in the room. But we are in the business of living our mission. And our mission, we, we have a beautiful mission statement, but the first part of it is really describing who we are. It helps us to remember. Like, we're a multi-generational community. We've got Charlie on there doing our sound today. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> you, know. Char- Charlie is really a leader in YOU. He's, he's just moved here, and so it's exciting to find that. We have Grace, who's helping out in the nursery today, who's just come back from the Unitreat camp, and she's a leader in the Uniteen groups. We have Shehaley, who was running around with the microphone this morning. Our kids are showing up as leaders And we are empowering them to do that because we are multi-generational. So that part of the vision helps us to remember who we are and what we need to be acting like. But the mission itself is embody love and awaken spiritual consciousness. And it's not just for us. It is for us. We want our lives to be transformed, but we don't settle for just us because that's self-centered. There are people out there, there are kids out there that are committing suicide. Way, way too many. One would be too many. Why are they doing that? Because they have no hope. That song that Eric sang, That's probably how they feel. But they haven't got the second part of it. They haven't learned about that voice that comes from inside of you. How do you go on when you look out and you see the Rockies? When you realize, uh, the plan I had, I guess, is not going to work. Where does plan B come from? It comes from that voice that is inside of us because we are it. And we have to listen to that. But if you don't know that it's there, if you don't know that you have value, where do you get it from? And that is our mission. Our mission is to get out there to the people that don't know that. Right now, the people that are here in this room, we're all drinking the Kool-Aid. We know. We know. We know that we are love. At least on a good day, we do. On a not-so-good day, maybe we don't remember. But we know that. But there are so many who don't know that. And so what we want to do is get out there and reach to them. We want to awaken spiritual consciousness because the human consciousness that says, oh, crap, there's the Rockies. We may as well turn back. There's nothing we can do now. It's all over. That consciousness will not get us anywhere. We have to get that out and find a way to get that out into a wider world. So we have to think about if they're not coming to us. You know that old saying about if Muhammad won't come to the mountain the mountain will come will come to Muhammad. If they're not coming to us, we need to find ways to go to them. We need to get creative about how we do that. We need to look at you know how we do our services might be one thing. One idea that I had was let's let's set up our church as a coffee house. You know, people come to a coffee house, maybe. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that'll work or not, but it's just an idea that I had. We need to think about how do we get to where they are. We could have a taco church. We could have a pub, pub theology. You know, whatever it is. There, there are lots of ways. But, but if we keep ourselves in a narrow little box... Assuming that what has always worked will always continue to work, we are going to have an unpleasant surprise. We are lucky. We're in a position where we are growing as a community. Our membership has doubled in the last few years, as opposed to many churches which are stagnant at best. So we're doing something that's right. I think that one of the things that we are doing that's really right is spirit groups. Because, so so I said, if you read Facebook, that I'm going to mash up all these things like Lewis and Clark and ants and their superpowers and whatever I said. Who knows? I never know what I'm actually going to say. But ants... I read this super interesting article about ants. So you're all familiar with swarms of ants, right? And and they can actually do quite a bit in their little ant world, but they do not have a leader. Did you know that? There is nobody in the, um, the ant population who's saying, all right, follow me, men. Let's go this way. That's not happening. It's all local control. And what... The technology of it is they have these little antenna, and they have pheromones, and so they're going along, you know, milling around, and they feel somebody else's antennas, and they think, oh, okay, and so now they're, they're just locally acting, and they're creating these swarms, and they don't, they don't have this far sighted vision. They don't know what's happening over there in that swarm. They have no idea. They don't care. It's not important. It's just about what's going on right here. That is what needs to happen within spiritual communities. Not that nobody knows what's going on, maybe not that part, but, but people have to have authority to do things. So it was really interesting, while I was gone, just before I left, we started this whole transition team with a bunch of people in it and split it up into committees, and they've been going along while I've been gone, and I really haven't particularly been paying attention to what they're up to because I trust them and they're doing something, and, you know, I come back and Jamie's got this whole list of things that is going on, and she's just one of the committees. There's a bunch of other ones. You have to be able to trust that we all... Are manifestations of the divine. All of us, we have to know what's the vision, what's the mission that we're going on, so that that's the guiding principle. You, you can't just have, oh, you know, I think I'll, I'm gonna set up a donut shop because I like donuts, and let's, let's engage a bunch of people in selling donuts. You know, that doesn't fit. It has to be part of what we're about, embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness. And as long as it's within that line, then we can do that. People can take authority and get others excited about them and create things. Reverend Temple Hayes in Florida said one time that she had done something like that in her church, and I don't remember what, what she thought they were going to do it was something to do with animals maybe the result was once a month on sunday morning they've got all these dogs from the humane society and they're they're finding homes for them in the in the congregation and and she's like whoa well i didn't see that coming <laughs> but but it was still she had given authority to a group and that's where they went with it so one of the challenges is that when you have everything centered around a minister, and it's, it's a hierarchy like that, what happens when the minister's gone? Spoiler alert, I'm not immortal. <laughs> you know? And Stone was just telling me, I'm not sure where he's sitting, but um, over there, he, he comes from Florida, and he was saying in his church... They had a congregation of about 500 people. And when the minister changed, it rapidly went down to 200. And he felt one of the reasons that it went down was because the minister who replaced the first one was somebody who needed control. And he started taking charge of all these things that other people had been happily doing. We can't do that. So I guess I'm saying to each one of you, really feel empowered to be the light that you are in this community. Listen within and find out what is yours to do. How is it that you are being called to embody love and awaken spiritual consciousness and advance this process, advance unity through that how are you being called? And, and strengthen the ties, those little ties locally. Get in a spirit group. Or join the Bible class. Or join the energy class. Or whatever it is that's going on. Get on a team. It's connecting in smaller groups. I hope you get inspired on Sunday mornings. But change happens in small groups. And so, I really encourage you, whether you're here for the first time or you've been coming for a long time, get involved in some way. That's what has to happen. We don't know what will happen as we go forward. I actually, just before I woke up this morning, I had a nightmare, and so... <laughs> Dick and I are teaching this class on the Bible on on Thursday night, right? It's starting, and I've got a group of people that are coming, and I've been working on, you know, what's the the format for the class. And so I have this dream that I get there, and this handout that I was working on yesterday, I've left it at home, and um, I'm trying to call Jeff to tell him, please bring this handout, but there have been all these upgrades on my phone, and I can't figure out how to call on the phone. <laughs> and so I ask Dick for his phone, and he's got some antiquated thing, and I can't figure out how to how to call his either. And meanwhile, all these people are coming to the class, and somehow now it's beside a pool, and, and there are... <laughs> You know, instead of like eight people, which I was thinking I had, I've got like a hundred people are showing up, no handouts. (laughs) Can't remember the plan. It's just like not what I expected. (laughs) Things that I thought I could count on, like my iPhone working, not working. We don't know as we go forward what is ahead of us. The only thing that we absolutely know is that there is a power within us that will guide us on. Somebody passed me a note earlier that says, I heard this recently. To make change, we don't have to raise hell, we have to bring heaven down into our world. (laughs) What is heaven? It's a state of expanded consciousness. So in the face of the Rockies that show up, or the hundred people instead of eight, or whatever it may be, we have to get into a place of expanded consciousness. That is spiritual awakening. And it's contagious. Way more contagious than the flu. So... Think about it this week. How can you get involved? How can you step outside the box that you're in and begin to expand? What is yours to do? What is your spiritual practice that is going to keep you grounded in knowing that no matter what shows up on the horizon, you'll be good? Because you are good.